Please be advised that Little Miss Recap contains adult language. Hi everyone, Amy here. I just wanted to take a minute and and just let you know, this is a really intense documentary that we talked about. This is a very difficult conversation that Amanda and I had. I want you to be aware of the trigger warnings for this episode. There's sexual assault, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, suicidality, uh, religious trauma, all of those things. If you are not in the headspace to listen to this today, please skip it. If you do listen, I hope that you feel we did a responsible job in covering this documentary. As always, thank you for listening. Welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where we can't get enough of these weird fucking fundamentalist religion docs that are bringing down these churches. I love it. I'm here for it. I'm here for anything that brings down these people. This is not fun and funny no. like Mother no. God and um, mm-hmm. and Wachowichi, uh Twin Flames situation. Uh, this is actually fucking heartbreaking. And I did not cry because, you know, I have a cold dead heart. But I completely understand why people would cry. I cried for many reasons. I cried, you know, through episode one and two at the horrors of it. Yeah. And I cried real hard in episode four when the girls were reading their statements. Mm-hmm. And I think this particularly bothers me because I have girls, young girls, teen yeah. girls. Yeah. And absolutely. when they when Ruthie was giving her speech and talking about and they were showing her as a thirteen year old, I was sobbing. Yeah. And I, know. I have I have like Guys, the way we're going to do this is Amanda covered episodes one and two. I did three and four. So when we get to my stuff, I have like, I just pulled out a line or two from each speech that really affected me. And okay, it was good. like, I was just sobbing. It yeah. was bad. Mm-hmm. The, the one, and we'll obviously get into it. The one that really got me was Kathy getting the teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. Total and fucking grooming. Total grooming. And how mm-hmm. happy she was to just get a teddy bear. And then, oh, by the way, yeah. so gross. These men are yep. so disgusting. Yep. Uh, I know. I agree. All right. So I'm Amy Archer. I'm here with Amanda Lipnack Radell. Happy Hanukkah, Amanda. Thank you, Amy. Happy Hanukkah, friends. Last night I made 10 pounds of latkes. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. And this, this house smelled, smelled like fried stuff with fried stuff and fried stuff. Like It's a lot and it sounds delicious. Yes, it is delicious. They will be delicious tonight at our party kid came down and he's like it smells like fried potatoes in here like that smell after a while gets Mm -hmm. real gross so Mm -hmm. does raw potato after a while yeah but todd and i have a good like system i make the mix and then he just fries and i just keep refilling his bowl and good he's got like two two (laughs) pans going and (laughs) yeah good good Good. um so we're here to talk about something real dark today, guys. And I, yeah. I put trigger warnings at the beginning, but again, I'm I'm cautioning. This is really deep, intense sexual abuse, all that stuff. Trigger, trigger, trigger warning. So if any of that stuff, you know, is too more than you can handle, we completely understand. Yeah. Go listen to Mother God. It's much and more uplifting. Have a good laugh at the ridiculousness of, yeah. of Father Multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's nothing happy. Well, there's a happy... There's a good ending, not a happy ending. There's a good ending. There's a good ending. And I am a sucker for a story of the the average Joe taking down the behemoth. Like, I mm-hmm. love it. And mm-hmm. and women taking da- taking their power back. Yep. And we have and that here. So, by the way, so, did you oh, see our ahead. queen? Uh, she has a TikTok, our queen Janelle. Just oh, has a I mug. I saw it. I saw it. Says, Save your own damn self or rescue I your own damn self. Love it, it, girl. love it, love it. Um, I will say this. For as dark as this gets, guys, it is as light at the end. Like, if yeah. you haven't watched it, I suggest watching it because it's it will restore good. your faith in the justice system. That's for it sure. It will. It, a little absolutely. bit. A little bit. <laughs> yes. A little bit. Yeah, I, I absolutely recommend watching it if not that not the sexual abuse doesn't trigger anybody. I mean, it. Mm-hmm. it it's I tough. don't have it in my past and it mm-hmm. upsets me. But like. If this is a part of your story and you have not, and you can't listen to other stories about it, don't, don't, don't do this to yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's an excellent documentary. Like you said to me before, it probably could have been three episodes, not four. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. We can live with that. I 
I am like, this is a trend I'm noticing. I need to get into the editing room and help these people <laughs> because I think everybody feels like a documentary needs to be four episodes, five and episodes. It doesn't. it doesn't. A lot of times it only needs to be two or a movie, mm-hmm. you know? But even sometimes the movies, like, I'm like, it could be 120 minutes. No, it could be an hour and 20 minutes and be like, that's cool. But they mm-hmm. seem to just need to stretch it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's mm-hmm. okay. I, If this is what it took to tell all of these young women's stories, I'm fine. Yeah, and I could see why the director made the choice in retrospect because, as I said to you, like, some of it gets repetitive. But, like, mm-hmm. how do you give one person – right? A, a, st- a platform for a story and not give the other for like you know what i mean i could see how it would be impossible to make that decision of what to cut from this right ruthie's story is just as important as amanda householder's story correct yeah. and i wouldn't have want and kathy's story i wouldn't have mm-hmm. wanted any of them to be shortened by the way did you notice how many people in this are named amanda there's quite a few amandas in this. there's a lot of amandas which mm-hmm. is it's you have a very common name yes i do amanda for people our age is not a common name Go like oh, okay. 15 years younger okay. than me. Yeah. Really popular like in the mid 80s yeah, as a yeah, name yeah. for babies. Mm-hmm. But no, it was not a popular name, which okay. is in part why my parents chose it. Right, right. Because it was like a real name, but not super popular. My parents wanted to name me Jamie. Mm, I love that. Which I would have really liked. I, I was always into these unisex names. Like I Same. always liked that. Um, however... Jenny, my rotten sister, mm-hmm. um, overrode them and said, I want her to be named Amy. Thanks a lot, Jenny. Thanks, Jenny. Mm-hmm. The fact that you that you you're t- you two are the most Gen X names in the world, Jennifer and Amy, <laughs> like it doesn't get more Gen X than that. I am actually named after Katherine Hepburn. Oh, okay. She was in a movie called Adam's Rib mm-hmm. with Spencer Tracy. Mm-hmm. And she played a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And uh, when my mom was pregnant, my parents went to the movies a lot because, like, they had no air That's conditioning. And my mom was hot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so they went to see Adam's Rib, and they left the theater. And my dad said, "I like the name Amanda. What mm-hmm. about that for the baby? If it's a girl, if it's a boy, I would have been Jordan." Um, and then which really upset my Jewish grandmother because that's a river in Palestine. It's like, oh my god, I'm glad okay. I'm glad I'm not yeah. dealing with any of that right now, yeah. but um. My mother wanted to name me Johanna. Not Joanna, Johanna. I'm real glad I got Amanda. <laughs> My sister has a friend named Johanna. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to name Penelope Elizabeth because mm. I was obsessed with Elizabeth Taylor. Of okay. course I was. Of course sure. I was. Of course you were. Yes. And all the movies that she did with Richard Burton, I was obsessed mm-hmm. with that whole thing. I went down a real rabbit hole in my like early 20s. Okay. And um, <clears throat> I just, Timmy didn't like it. He did not like it. And then mm. we met my friend Amanda, my okay. friend Amanda, who had a cat named Penelope. And I was like, oh my God, I love that name so much. <laughs> I like the name Penelope a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So that's how we got our names. Okay. Anyway, there's a lot of Amanda's, Kathy's, like like Gen X names in this documentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Yeah, it's just really interesting when I always notice when there's Amanda's on TV because again, it's not. Now, so. as always, Amanda, you are going to have to go first and really lead me through the religious part because you know I'm okay. bad with this kind of stuff. I will do my best. I don't. I can't tell one from the other. Um, allow me another minute to make a quick announcement. If you sure. haven't seen this already, our uh, Little Miss Recap Extra feed has changed. So now we offer three tiers. So the first one is a little bit culty, and that is mm-hmm. where you're going to get our 90-day content for $5 a month. The next one is a little bit culty, where you're going to get Sister Wives, 90-day, and any other cult docs and stuff like that that we do. You know, just fun culty stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we have – that's $8. And then the $12 tier is Ladies of a Certain Age, where – you know, you get a little Gen X love in there. So um, Gen X it up or you and Jenny or Steph, whatever. Yep. So if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. If you cannot support the show, leaving a five-star review is just as valuable. Yep. Absolutely. Helps people find us. Yep. All right, Amanda, we are talking, let us pray, Ministry of Scandals, right? Did I say that right? Yes. Uh, 2023. And we watched it on Max? Yes. It's on Max. Yes. 
Okay. All right. Take us, take us there. I wonder girl. if it's also on Discovery Plus if you have it. I don't know. It, it might be. It, it felt like is. it was somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't have Discovery Plus anymore. Just mm-hmm. Max. Anyway, yeah, so. Because why would you have it? Because they took away the biggest perk that they had. Exactly. Stupid. <sighs> okay. So annoying. Anyway, so we open in Gaylord, Michigan, uh, which I didn't even look up where it was. I wonder if it's near where a sad man from Michigan lives. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And we meet this amazing, amazing woman named Ruthie Heiler. Mm -hmm. Love her. Love her. And she's, you know, it kind of just does like a cold open of like, she's standing in front of this house. And she's like, this is where my life, this house was a house of horrors for me. And this is where my life changed forever. Mm -hmm. And it's Aaron Wyland's house. And he was a teacher at her school, Grace Christian Baptist School. And Mm. when she met him, she was 12. And she says evil lived there. That's how she describes this house. Mm -hmm. I think, I think I had a friend who was part of the IFB. When I was in like middle school, because I went to a private school. So our district like was a different school district than the one we lived in, but they did bus us there. But it bused to like three or four different schools, Mm -hmm, private schools, mm -hmm. one of which was a Christian school, like a creepy Christian school that like, and I had a friend named Chastity. Oh, God. And like her sisters were like Grace and Hope. Like it was the whole thing. Yeah. And, but she wore like long skirts and dresses. All. Like I now wonder, and I tried to see if the school is even still there. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. Like I was on Google mm-hmm. maps trying to remember like my school bus route to see if I could figure out. It sounds like you may have been yeah, witness it, to this. Yeah. It might've been. So this, we're talking about the IFB, which is the independent fundamentalist Baptist uh, church. I looked up their website. There's only like 82 of those churches left, at least oh, that really? are signed onto their website. Okay. Okay. So who knows? But the way Ruthie describes this, and we also get, we get a lot of people interspersing here. And the mm-hmm. two big that we get interspersing, episode one is mostly about Ruthie's story, but we also get a lot from this woman, Kathy Durbin. Mm-hmm. Episode two is a lot of her story. But we're talking about what life is like in the IFB. And it's it's not too dissimilar from the IBLP, the Bill Gothard, the Duggars, class, Duggars the, whole nine, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. You know, you're at, everything is around church. It's camp. It's church. It's school. It's after school activities. It's your social life. Everything is church. The, Kath, Ruthie says, you're at church six out of seven days a week in some capacity. Uh, there's no TV. There's no, this is, this is Footloose. No TV, no movies, no dancing. <laughs> like there, yeah. there's no, is Kevin there's Bacon no joy. There? Is Kevin Bacon there? I hope so. And I hope he could give me another piggyback ride. Kevin Bacon, you guys need to follow him on Instagram. With oh, he's hilarious. Sedgwick, they do the little songs to the goats. I can't yeah. with those two. I want to live they're that life. Anyway. They're so great. They're so great. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, they lost like most of their money. Thank you, Bernie Madoff. Yes, they did. But they're yeah. okay. They're okay. Mm-hmm. And they're living on love. They're living on love. And Kevin Bacon and Michael Bacon have a band called the Bacon Brothers. Yes, they do. And Michael Bacon put out a 45 with a song about my nursery school. Oh, there you go. Okay. Charlestown Play School. Okay. Going to have a lot of fun. Going to roll in the grass. I'm going to run in the sun. Got a big old tire swinging Aww. from an oak tree. And there's lots of little people going to be friends with me. So okay. cute. Okay. Right. Anyway, so Ruthie's, Ruthie lived in a, what sounded like a terrible house. She had a couple sisters. Her mm-hmm. parents were, her father was awful. Her father was beating the hell out of all of them. Eventually mm-hmm. her mother Instead of going to the church leaders, which is what you're supposed to do in this world, you're never supposed yeah. to go to the police. Right. You go to the you go to your pastor, he'll fix it. She goes to the police because her husband is beating the shit out of her. She which gets she arrested. Should. Which yes. she should. Oh, she did the right thing, a hundred percent. And so Because gets, Amanda, what would the church have done about this? Nothing. They would they have would been have like encouraged her to stay. They would have put the shame on her. She, she just problem. needs to be a better wife. Then mm-hmm. I'm yep. sure that would have been the answer. Be yep. a better wife, cook more meals, a la, you know, Ethan Plath, yep. and everything will be fine. Yep. But her mother did the right thing, went to the police, and he gets arrested. So she winds up being a single mother of three children, and they got a ton of backlash in the church yes. for her doing this. Yes. And so it, what it – one thing that seemed to be a theme here is in the IFB, like – young women and by, by young women i'm saying 12 13 14 they seem to get like assigned to families to become their babysitter yes that's a big thing mm-hmm. 
And that's how a lot of this abuse happens with the babysitter. And that's what happened to Ruthie. She, Aaron Wyland was her Bible teacher and it was all like, was the that's another, thing. that's another thing you see a lot of this with these youth pastors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. guys this is not going to be pretty you're not going to like my opinions about religion when we get to the <laughs> end of this and let me just be clear if yeah. i were a true christian this would enrage me oh sure christians do not act like this no i just want to be very clear this no. is corrupted religion here yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no sane, healthy person is going to say this is okay, right. no matter what you believe in. Yes, absolutely. So I want to make is, clear, when we're yeah. coming for these people, it's these weirdos. People. It's not religion as a whole. It's these right. people. Yes. And so Ruthie, so Aaron is the, the Bible teacher, whatever. Like all of these people are either the Bible teacher, the principal, the van, the van preacher. None like, of them are probably licensed. Yeah. None of them have had... The problem that I have with the way that we license teachers in this state, especially because in my own community, we've had several teachers who were caught inappropriately sexting students. A background check is not going to pick that up. No. You know, and we rely so heavily on the background check. And I don't know if there is a way that you can pick it up ahead of time. It's one of those things that you can't predict, but you have to catch it by monitoring. Right. We and need- how do you monitor and what, like, yeah. I mean, until, until these women grew up and like went after these men, like yeah. nothing would have happened. No. I mean, Erin mm-hmm. Wyland did wind up getting busted early on, but like, we'll get to anyway, it. Anyway, I'm we'll sorry. Get to it. That's okay. So Ruthie becomes Aaron Wyland's family's babysitter. He really takes her under his wing. And she, at first, really loves it because he was kind to her. She had no father figure. Mm-hmm. She fe- she feels in retrospect, he absolutely preyed upon her because of was 100%. a single mother, three mm-hmm. girls. Like, he did, he groomed the shit out of her. And it mm-hmm. all started with one time he's on the computer and she's standing behind him and he's trying to show her something. And he reaches behind her and, like, pulls her into the chair and, like, starts rubbing her back. And she's like, the fuck is happening here? This is. Yep. And the problem is all these girls have no sex education. So they no. don't know what's happening to them. They just know they don't like it. They don't know what's happening to them. They're taught that they should not speak out. Right. And a lot of them are from bad situations and they're afraid if I tell mom, this is going to get worse. Right. Exactly. Ruthie saw how much her mother was shunned in the church for yes. reporting her father. She wasn't going to make it worse for her family. No. Mm-mm. And. There's, they say that there's 8 million people in the IFB. That's a lot still. That's a lot of people. I mean, that's the number they gave. Yeah. Wow. And, and and they all have these things like Grace Baptist Church, Hope yeah. Baptist Church. Like, it now makes me like want to drive past every Baptist church on the planet and be like, what's happening here? So, you know, I'm just, you're not this. This is not the Southern Baptist that we think about. Or I was the, just going to say, Baptist. you know, I'm religion dumb. Okay? Right. Um, I was raised Roman Catholic, so I did not know much about religion. Mm-hmm. My question is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, how many offshoots of the Baptist church are there? Do we know? Like, are there a ton or are there like only a few and this is one of the main ones? Do we know that? I don't know that. I know that there's like Baptist churches and then there's the Southern Baptist Convention. Like that's different. That's much more conservative. Okay. Southern. I mean, it's a lot of what you think about Southern religion is the Southern Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Bill Clinton was a Southern Baptist. Like that's how he grew up. Like that's what it was. But then there's like Baptists all over the world. This is an offshoot of that. Um, in a okay. way, like the IBLP was also an offshoot of Baptist Baptist churches. Remind like, me what the IBLP stood for. I forget. Do you remember? Oh, what does it stand for? Why don't I remember? We're going to look, look it up. up. Yeah. I got it right here. IBLP Institute of Basic Life Principles. Okay. Yeah. How about while I talk about this, you Google Baptist church offshoots while I continue on. Okay. So the the Bible is taken literally and it is the King James Bible. And they talk about why that's important that it's specifically the King James Bible, because the King James Bible is really kind of difficult to understand. It's very Shakespearean and like 16th, 17th century language e. So like yeah, and Eric, the podcaster, brings up a good point. He's like, without the guidance of a pastor, you can't understand it all. You can't understand it. That's why you need an English degree. Because I could right. get in there and fucking understand it. You and I could. Because so the, <laughs> the one time 
this English degree degree will pay off is I can interpret the fuck out of an inaccessible text. (laughs) (laughs) I will be marked safe. Student loans, student loans, worth it. Yep, worth it. Worth it. Six figure (laughs) student loans, totally worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. And we meet like a bunch of people in the in the beginning of the episode. Like I was trying to write down everyone's names, but like at first you don't know why all of these people matter, but right. eventually you right. get to all their stories. Right. So we meet Rachel Peach and April, April Avila. We meet Kathy Durbin. We meet Amanda Householder. We meet another woman named Amanda Clydens. It just all these young women and we'll get to all their stories. So, you know, and they show like clips of pastors doing terrible things. Like there's this pastor, <laughs> Michael Easter. Just an interesting nice. name for a pastor okay. mm-hmm. and like he's literally from the pulpit telling women to shut up like literally the things that these people say from the pulpit holy mm-hmm. shit it is it is nuts by the way i can't find a simple like okay, simple here's answer. the here's the list of baptist churches it's, it's taking me down this. a real bizarre rabbit hole yeah so that's okay so yeah i can't really find anything uh, Christianity. Okay. Christianity taxonomically can be divided in six groups. Church of the East. or Yeah. See, it's not. Okay. It's too much. Yeah, We're not going to It's too it. much. I mean, we could have a whole podcast. There's a lot of Baptists out there. These are the real bad Baptists. Hey, everyone. Stay tuned. Little Miss Recap will be right back after these words. We understand. So Aaron starts grooming Ruthie, touching her eventually. It, of course, turns into more. Yeah, these these kids are taught a hundred percent. Adults are always right. Like it's written in the rules of this church. Adults are always right, even when they're wrong. Like that's literally written down. So what do you what are you supposed to do if you're a little kid? Like, I know, uh, I know. Here we, I have some of them, Amanda. Okay, you can't not give people an answer. I understand. Go for it. Southern Baptists. Cooperative Baptists. Progressional National Baptists. Alliance of Baptists. The American Baptist Church. Does this sound right to you? Yeah. And there should be like Southern Baptist Convention, maybe. Yep. I saw Southern yeah. Baptist Convention, Baptist General Convention of Texas. Oh, good So Lord. there's a lot. There's a lot of offshoots. Okay. 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 You know, I mean, you look at like the Protestant umbrella and it is so many different things. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's like Catholics and everybody else. Yeah. Anywho. So then we go through the umbrella of authority. We have another umbrella, oh, Amy. Umbrella sighting. Umbrella sighting. And it's the same as the IBLP. It's, you know, God, your pastor, men, women, children. And really in this world, your pastor is your access to God. It is just, it's such a clear and obvious way for men to control women. Mm-hmm. That's all this is. And the, and they would like show like services and the women are in the audience like mm-hmm, yeah yep oh my god yeah let's talk about that for a minute the mm-hmm. you know i i talk about this when i talk about the plaths because mama plath enrages me the most because she just has internalized all this misogyny yeah and she believes it and she yeah. espouses it and she's turning lydia and and the brood she, you know, suddenly she's had change of heart because it doesn't benefit her anymore. Right. And she wants but, to bag David Duke. But like to me, the women who I don't blame them. No, because they're indoctrinated. They think I'm being a good wife. I'm mm-hmm. being a good daughter. By do- it's so upsetting to me. So upsetting to me. It's so upsetting to me, too. And the fact that like you get that you're raised in it. And so these women are like, yeah, this is what you do. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. And particularly if you're one of the lucky ones who hadn't been at least sexually abused, all these people are emotionally and physically yes. abused. But yeah. if you hadn't been sexually abused, you might be like, okay, yeah, this is the world we live in. Men make all the choices. Great, great, great. I don't understand how you then have daughters and go, this is the world I want for them. I, I don't understand it either. I, I really don't. don't. I just, thank God I don't come from that mindset. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, but I, I really struggled with this, not to get too political. I really don't mean to, but I really struggled with this when women vote against other women's rights. Agreed. It's like, Agreed. why are you voting? Like, let's just talk about the, the elephant in the room here, like abortion, right? Yeah. Women's rights. If you don't want an abortion, don't get one. It's real easy. 
But don't, you know, don't tell me that you think it's okay if a 12-year-old girl is raped that she has to carry her rapist baby. Yeah. But like, that is insane to me. You're, insane I, to I don't too. understand it. I just, eh. it's so, okay. it's so awful. So the pastor at Ruthie's church is a man named John Jenkins. He'd been there for 33 years. He's a piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. I'm just going to say that about every one of them. All of these men are pieces mm-hmm. of shit. You know who's not a piece of shit? Ruthie's husband. We don't hear a lot from him, but that man is so supportive and sweet. When we get to the, the court part yeah. of this- I have highlighted there are certain men who deserve a shout out that they are decent human beings. And her husband is one. Her husband is one. Her husband is great. How supportive and wonderful he was. Um, So it turns out Aaron Weiland had been caught with another student before Ruthie. Yep. Also, you know how you get an earworm? You know what my earworm is right now? Fucking Mariah Mariah Plath Circus. Okay. Anyway. (sighs) That happened to me yesterday. It's so in my head. So. Mm because you played it on Hey Bunky. That's I did. I did. It's your fault. Uh, so Wyland gets caught. John Jenkins is the pastor. He should have reported it. John Jenkins is a mandated reporter. Like, let's mm-hmm. talk about that as well. Like, if you are a minister, a teacher, any a any form of authority. I'm a mandated reporter when I was teaching. Yeah. Any uh, form of authority over underage children or children in general, you are a mandatory Reporter. Exactly. I taught. Um. I taught. I taught sex ed at my church, the Unitarian Church. I, mm-hmm. I. I had to go through a training that's like you are now a mandated reporter. Yeah. If these things yep. happen, you have like you yeah. have to do something about it. He of course yes. did nothing, and instead he moved. He support. He helped orchestrate Aaron Wyland moving to Washington State yep. to another congregation. Yep. This is the same shit the Catholic Church did. Yes, we did. This is I not say whole- we because I grew up Catholic, but I'm yeah. not part of the church anymore. No. That watch Spotlight, guys. Yeah, just to say this is Spotlight yes. all over it, which Spotlight yep. is one of the best movies ever made. Yep. Certainly one of the best movies ever made about a real life thing. It's such yes. a good movie. Um Okay, because the Titanic was the best movie ever made. So Okay. So in the <laughs> summer <laughs> Okay, whatever. Okay. You know. it is the greatest piece aside from the fight between cody and janelle the titanic's the greatest story ever committed to film (laughs) and jackie overton is a misunderstood (laughs) historical thank you thank you yeah okay Okay. so summer of 2005 wyland reaches out to ruthie's mom and says, you know, my wife just had another baby. Things are crazy here. And Ruthie he's in was- Washington at this point. You right. said, and right? she's still okay. in Michigan. Yep. Ruth- Ruthie was such a great babysitter. Would you mind sending her out here for the oh summer to babysit? Oh, my God. And, and imagine, imagine you're Ruthie, what you're thinking at this moment. Right. Like, fuck, I don't want to go back there. Right. Like, please don't send me. But you can't tell your mother. Right. Because you'll get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Everyone will get in trouble. Right. I'm sure he groomed her to be afraid to tell her mother. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. And imagine also afterwards being Ruthie's mother and knowing that you sent your daughter to this. Well, her mother talks about that. Yeah. Like, and, right? It's her mother who says, yeah. I feel like I sent my daughter to the wolves. Yeah. I love her mother, too. I her know. Her mother got out of the cult, too. I can't even imagine what that woman feels today. I, I know. My heart I breaks her. And he picks her up at the airport and like gets in the car and puts his hand right on her leg. Immediately starts. Immediately starts abusing her. And he, I want to cut his fucking dick off. Can I we just too. talk about it? Sure. Okay. And he's just such a smarmy, like gross looking. All man. of these men are fucking are gross. You see them in, I, I, we'll get to it. Go on. Okay. <laughs> so he's all over her all the time. And eventually he raped her in their basement. Mm-hmm. And she talks about like looking at a painting, trying to dissociate while this is happening. That's and very she, common. It's very, common. very common. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You talk to a lot of women who are like, I just left my body. Yep. I got, I, I got as far away from myself as I could in yep. that moment. And she was 14 years old. Jesus Christ. She didn't even know what rape was, but right. that's what was happening to her. Right. And when she went home, he told her to tell no one, like he takes her to the airport and is like, don't tell anybody about us. And she missed her period. And had a lot of cramping, knew something was wrong in her body. Mm-hmm. She says she thinks she might have had a miscarriage. Like something was up, but she never had like medical yeah. care for whatever right. was happening to her. Uh, she talks about how little girls are sexualized from an early age. There's, of course, no sex ed. It's all purity. We hear the preacher screaming, like, you disgusting women who are taunting all of us men with your short skirts. And mm-hmm. you're like. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. The f- 
fact that everything is blamed on women. Everything that a man does that's bad is blamed on women. Yeah, it's hundred percent bad. It's so gross. Uh, they talk about little girls being sexualized. Uh, women are responsible for men's thoughts and how they act. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Of course, there. Yeah. They say that babies, babies were spanked for being immodest. Yeah, babies, babies. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um, and one teaching also is that getting raped means that you did not do your job to protect men. <sighs> This is a lot for me on a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I should apply into a rage. I feel like I should be putting some like uh, something a little more interesting mm. in my cup of coffee than cream. Oh, God. So Ruthie's sister tells her mom that Ruthie should not have gone to Washington. Like Aaron had also tried to mess Aaron, with her sister. Aaron, the sister. No, oh, Aaron, Aaron tried to mess with guy. the sister. Sorry. Sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so her mom asked her about it. Asked mm-hmm. Ruthie. She denies it, but she eventually tells her mom what happened. Mm -hmm. And this mother has so much guilt that this happened. And she shouldn't. She shouldn't. She's as to they. She is as much of a victim as everybody else. Absolutely, absolutely. She would never. I find it hard. No mother would ever feed their daughters into this. Well, I shouldn't say that. I mean, there's a lot of women in the audience going, "Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, women are sluts." Right. Yeah. But I can't imagine a mother would knowingly ever put her daughter in this position. I feel really heartbroken. They're also brainwashed, and they're yeah, yeah, it's awful. So her mother goes to Pastor Jenkins. And he says he wasn't mistake sur- a mistake, mistake a. a says he wasn't surprised. That was yeah. his response. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Oh, Aaron, yeah, okay. yeah, I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. And he kept blowing off the mom about going to the police. And eventually, the mom took Ruthie. Her mom took her to the police, and that's when she says she got sex ed explained to her because she had to say what happened to her, and they explained to her what happened to her. She didn't mm-hmm. even really understand it. She so, didn't know. Oh. So. Eventually, they realized that the Washington case is a lot bigger because that's where she was actually raped. Mm-hmm. He did not rape her until Washington, but he absolutely was handsy with her in no, Michigan. He sexually assaulted her in Michigan, but yeah, he raped absolutely. her in Washington. He yeah. Her. And so that's where they decided to pursue the case. The Michigan police, like, called the Washington police. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they do the whole, they, they that part went right. Like, mm-hmm. They said they were going to do this. He got arrested for four counts of having sex with a minor. I'm going to be very honest with you about something. And this is real cynical. Yeah. I was surprised that they took it as seriously as they did. I was too. Yeah. I was too. Uh, He was arrested for four counts of sex with a minor. He was sentenced to five years and he got out in two years and 10 months for good behavior. That's another thing. I'm going to be going off about the sentence lengths. Mm-hmm. Two years. Wait, two years for raping mm-hmm. a 14-year-old child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Child. Child. Ugh. So repeatedly. Eventually, repeatedly. repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Eventually we meet this um journalist whose name is not in front of me. Uh somewhere we'll find her name. And they wind up connecting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And she wrote about one church after she got ta- contacted. And she wrote a story about one church. She then started getting contacted by a lot of women mm-hmm. who had similar stories. This was at the Star Ledger in Texas. Can I say this is my dream job? Oh, this is, the, you just have to do this for cults. And then I get to be the deprogrammer. Yes. And we podcast about it all day. Yes. And this is how we make our money. I would love to write, invest, to do investigative journalism and expose motherfuckers like this. Mm-hmm. That would be my Same. dream. Oh my God. That'd be so awesome. And so eventually she gets this whole series greenlit by a a very much like spotlight. Like, Mm -hmm. and she said, and she describes it basically. She's like, I had like those crazy murder boards where she had like the picture of the men and the girls and they like Mm -hmm. the the string and the, Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Like she was doing this. And what it became really clear very quickly is all these churches cover up for each other. Yep. They do. And this was actually a phrase said the pedophile shuffle. Yeah. The pedophile shuffle. How is yep. Oh, oh, oh. yep. So eventually, sh- this journalist uncovers 412 allegations in 160 IFB churches across the world. Wow. The survivors all create this Facebook group to support each other. And that's where most of these women connected because there's like the group in Michigan, and then there's also a group in California. And these women have all become very close and are absolutely supporting each other 
beautifully. And this is again, and I don't, you know, I say this quite a bit about social media, as much as we hate it, Mm-hmm. This is where it works. Absolutely. Because these women were able to find each other, connect with each other, and bring these fuckers down. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. One of these women could not have done all of this. They needed right. They needed a united voice. Yes. Yep. And they needed the support of other people who understood. A hundred percent. So then we meet Kathy Durbin. I love her too. She grew up in Southern California and she said, like, she goes to her house and it is real rundown and sad looking. Mm-hmm. Her childhood home. And she's yeah. like, there was a lot of violence in this house. And when her abuse came out, her mother, of course, punished her. Mm-hmm. Her mother Made sounds her, awful. Her mother, her mother sounds fucking awful. Yeah. Uh, she says, looking at her house, she says, there are no good memories there. Mm-hmm. None. No good she's memories of her childhood. She's a little older than Ruthie. I want to say she's yeah. closer to our age, right? Yeah, I think she's around our age. Yeah. Ruthie is probably 15 years younger than us. Yeah, I think well, Ruthie, see. I think Actually, she's like 35. Yeah, because she was abused in summer of 2005 and she was 14. Oh, God, you're going to make me do math? So 10 years. 18 years, right? 18 years ago. 10 years back would be 95, 91. She was born the year I graduated from high school. Okay, let me let me get a calculator. Oh God. Okay, okay here we go. So I'm gonna punch in twenty majors without. Tell us your two humanities majors without telling us your two humanities majors. I'm gonna do the Howard Stern version of math. Ready? Okay. okay. So I'm gonna punch in 2023. Okay. But I'm gonna subtract from that the aid the year she was born, which would be one nine nine one. Right. We are left that with thirty two. Yes. Okay. All right. So Kathy went to Faith Baptist Church mm-hmm. and there the min- the pastor was Bruce Goddard. So not Bill Gothard, Bruce Goddard. Goddard. Yes. Similar names. Mm-hmm. And this and was it, in California, correct? Yes. Southern California. Yeah. It's about an hour north of San Diego. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like in that middle part of California where things aren't great. Yeah. And at 15, she was very active in the youth group. Mm-hmm. And that's where she came into contact with Paul Fox. Did you know she only ever refers to him by first and last name? Yeah. And isn't his name spelled like F-A-U-X or something? No, it's I think it's F-O-X. Is it F-O-X? Oh, okay. Yeah, but he had a like a weird credit. first name. Like mm-hmm. Paul is actually his middle name. When he was sentenced. He's he a fucking douchebag. I'm just going to oh, throw that awful. out there. Mm-hmm. Paul Fox, Paul Fox, Paul Fox. He was the assistant pastor and the bus leader. Um, and he was also the Christian school, um, headmaster. Yeah, of course he was. Right. So we jump back between Kathy and Ruthie a lot. We're back at Ruthie's house, Ruthie's mom's house, and her case is being reopened in Michigan. Yeah. And she Which was is asked, huge. Yeah, it's huge. She asked, cause there's statue of limitation issues here too, but laws are starting to change. Thank that, God. Thank God. I mean, forever there's not been a statue of limitation on murder. Right. But there, there is one be. on sexual assault and rape, which is and there shouldn't should be. not be. Because some of these memories don't come up for a very long time. And sometimes I, it takes women decades to get the curtain. Look at Nanette or whatever her name is later. Yes. Nanette. Yes. It takes decades oh God, for them to, to come out and say to be something. able to say this. Yeah. So they asked if she wanted to press charges. Her mom talks about how much guilt she has. Wyland was arrested again in 2019, released on bond, and he returned to Washington. And Ruthie says she's planning to testify despite how absolutely terrified she is. Mm-hmm. Back at Kathy. She wasn't close to her parents, but looked up to the Fox family for love and support. He groomed yeah. the shit out of her. Oh my God. Real bad. So awful. He hugged her one day and she said it felt good and comforting and it felt like a dad. Mm-hmm. And she told This girl him, so desperately wanted a father's love. Yes. A parent. She just wanted love. Like, oh, God, I want to, like, hug Kathy. I know. Me too. And so she told him about this situation at camp where a girl who was, like, a teen, which she thought was odd, had this teddy bear that she just, like, hugged and hugged. I'm sure this girl was abused as well, which is why she was so, like, attached to her teddy bear. And she said seeing this bear was a knife to her heart because she never had that with her own dad. Mm -hmm. And she knew she never would. Mm-hmm. And so she tells Fox that, and then one day he's driving her somewhere, and he pulls out a bag, and he says, 
open the bag and in there's a teddy bear and she just grabs it and hugs it. And she's so, and she has pictures of her. Like mm-hmm. you see pictures of her with this bear as a little girl. And then but what this, else was in there, Amanda? Skimpy panties. What a fucking asshole. What mm-hmm. a scumbag. Mm-hmm. And the way the documentary did it, it was brilliant. Cause immediately I'm like, I need to watch the second episode. Yeah. Cause she's yeah. like, I opened up, there was something else in there. Fade to yep. black. Yep. And he asked her what he thought of them. And, and he, he, she said he was doing everything by the book to groom me. Like, yes, he could have written a masterclass on grooming a young child. Yep. She eventually became the Fox family dedicated babysitter. One night after the kids went, like he was leaving with his wife, the kids went to bed. He hands her a book to read called the act of marriage. Is this a published book? Or was it like one of their uh, stupid fucking booklets? No, I don't think it was a wisdom booklet kind of thing, but. Oh, I got to look it act- up. Okay, you look it up while I keep talking. What is it called? The Act the of Marriage? Marriage. Just because I want to sick everyone listening to this. Oh, it's a book. Okay. You guys know what to do. Get to Amazon. Leave a terrible review. Review. Get there and do it. Yes. And she said she read the book and that was her sex education. Otherwise, she knew nothing. And within a few days of that, he raped her. And it then went on weekly in the church van for years. He literally, with like Faith Baptist Church written on this van. Yeah, yeah. Pulled over to the side of the road and raped her in broad daylight. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And she said she felt like she had to go along with it to be loved by a father. Mm Mm-hmm. And the problem is you can only discuss the your problems with your pastor. So we talked, got Pastor Goddard was the rule, and he tried to run his church in the way that Jack Hiles did. So let's talk a little bit now about Jack Hiles. Oh, this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, you know, of course, we talk about the money piece and how everyone has to give everybody this money and everybody. So and he's the one that they said was like a celebrity, right? Women were throwing their engagement rings in the... Yeah, yep. in the basket. He mm-hmm. showed up and everyone wanted to be. It's like Bill Gothard. Everyone, yeah. like he was like a rock star, crazy, crazy motherfucker. And so everyone in the IFB tried to emulate Hiles. Kathy's mom got suspicious of how close she was to Fox. Mm. Her mom went to Goddard. She met with him afterwards and tells him all about the abuse. So, so Kathy tells her pastor all about the abuse. Right. He asked her if she was pregnant. He had her go sit with his wife, his own wife, mm-hmm. Tammy Goddard. And as soon as Kathy's mom left, Tammy ripped the shit out of Kathy. She for, said destroying she one for, destroying for destroying the family. For destroying the family. Yep. What this the... is all her fault. This is what I'm talking about. This is this internalized misogyny. Like, oh, this, this seven, how old was she? 15? Mm-hmm. This 15-year-old must be like, taunting paul fox and like seducing paul fox like are you fucking serious meanwhile like she knows nothing about sex she doesn't know what seduction even is no even if she wanted to even if she wanted to she doesn't even know what this is to do it Mm -mm. like she knows nothing so no tammy's being mean to her and she's like immediately she knew she'd made a mistake yeah by saying anything yeah and thus begins the cover-up of the abuse. Fox gets moved out of state to Jack Hiles Church. Of course. And her parents are punished for her being raped of course. by the church. Mm-hmm. And then they're pissed off at her. Right. And it, she said it confirmed everything she knew about her mom. That she knew that she was expendable and her mom didn't care. She, and she's crying at this point. She's sobbing. It's she so awful. She's basically saying, I knew my mother didn't love me. Love me. Yep. As soon as she let this all happen. She was made. She was made to write an apology letter to Paul Fox's wife. Wow. For what she did. I don't know how you come back from something like this. The resilience of this woman. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you get over this? I don't know. It's, It's the ultimate, ultimate betrayal. Ugh. Jesus. Christ. Actually, the, the the only thing I think could be more that I think is more of a betrayal to a child is a parent sexually abusing a child. This is this is like a 
nano centimeter something tiny little thing i will disclose i talk about this a lot that i was sexually assaulted when i was 12 okay it never occurred to me that my parents would not believe me that Mm. never occurred to me at all i could not imagine thinking my parents would blame me right let alone not believe me and then my whole family would be punished it's just heartbreaking it's heartbreaking. heartbreaking i mean you are that is your basic job as a parent is to protect your child period mm-hmm. so, not that, to that's, cause yeah. further harm it's right. ridiculous so of course kathy then gets ostracized at school she loses her friends everyone knows this happened everyone's being mean to her about it box gets moved to this place called hiles anderson college which i'm sure which is needs a- to be shut down immediately Sure, it's an esteemed yeah. you institution a, of learning. If anybody you know, come in contact with has a degree from that place, fucking rip it in half. Yeah, it means nothing. So Kathy tried to silently carry her story. Um, and the only guilt she has is that he raped others eventually. Like, that's where she eventually yeah. gets to. Yeah. She felt guilty at first. But the fact that uh, this happened to other women and she didn't, she feels guilty that she didn't stop him. She couldn't have stopped him. Right. She was right. in a system where she couldn't. But I understand that, too. Of yeah. feeling like, oh my God, if I had just done something. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kathy's brother-in-law, her sister's husband, winds up taking over Paul Fox's job in mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. And then we meet his victims. April Avila and Rachel Peach. And this Love is them Victor too. Montiero? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's like the fun-loving youth pastor. Right. I always... This sounds terrible to say, but I'm always very leery of youth pastors. And yeah. I shouldn't be, but it's because of shit like this. Exception, not the norm. But yes. I'm always weird about stuff like that because of this. Knew Kathy was treated differently, but no one knew why. Yeah. And Victor really used Kathy's abuse as a way to manipulate these women. You don't want what happened to her to happen to you. So you right. Keep so your mouth so shut. Kathy Durbin is an outcast at this point yeah. because she is the whore who broke up Paul Fox's marriage. Well, and no, so, they're still married. Paul Fox is still married. You know, of course, of him, course. But, so, yeah. and Victor comes along and he's like, hey girls, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. to you and you don't want to come forward because you don't want to be the next Kathy Durbin. Right. Right. Am I My summarizing this correctly? sister okay. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Um, so he starts abusing April in eighth to ninth grade. And he abused her all through high school. Yeah. She, of course, never came forward. Rachel thought he was safe and fun. And, the, and she said something which I thought is a fascinating statement. Grooming is so fast and so slow all at the same time. Yeah, I know. How about that? Yeah. And Rachel says he was her first everything. Ugh. Everything. What did this man do to this child? Oh, know. like, it's I actually know. making me nauseous. I know. Victor tells Rachel that Kathy had an affair. He told April the same story. So yep. that's the story they're being yep. fed of why no one likes Kathy, because she had an affair. Yeah, at 15. At 15. At 15. She was having an affair. Yeah. And Rachel also wound up going to Hiles Anderson College to get away. And they both never planned on coming out about this. Mm-mm. These two women didn't know each other. I mean, they knew each other like they were in the same church, but they were like five or six years apart. Yeah. So they weren't friends. Right. But they were in the same community. And then we we meet base, this guy real quickly, this guy, Jack Shap. And he's, there's I don't this remember sermon. this part. Jack Shap. Okay. Oh, wait. You'll remember in a second. He's talking about how you spare the rod and he's like whittling this stick and then all of a sudden starts jerking off the oh, stick. Oh, yeah. And he's going on and on it. about the stick. Yes. I'm like, what the? It was weird. Well, because I think it was Rachel or April. One of them it said, April. everything is sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, everything. it's weird. Yeah. Right. Because that's what, that's what happens when you so, like, you control such, people's uh, sexual sexuality. Culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... She said once she saw that the church protected Jack, Jack, April knew she needed to speak out. Like, Mm -hmm. she couldn't do anything. She connects with Rachel. They talked about their experiences. Because of Kathy, they never, they knew what had happened, would happen if they came forward. April eventually goes to the police. They're adults Mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. 
and it was outside the statute of limitations. That fucking statute of limitations. Victor then texted Rachel and said he knew who talked and he said it was another girl. So now April knows there's more. Yes. That was so fascinating. Uh Uh-huh. So Victor's basically like, oh my God, I can't believe you went to the police. No, you didn't say, you go to the police. Someone went to the police. And I bet you it's like Joanne. And she's like, Joanne. Uh, Who the fuck's Joanne? Like, yep, you did this to Joanne too? Yep. And April said it was a girl who was much younger and they realized they could stop it if they began to speak out. Mm Mm-hmm. Rachel then gets on this like recorded line. Basically, it it it's like not entrapment, but like it's you ask open-ended questions to see if you'll get the person to talk and yes. he spilled yes. everything. Cuz he's not super bright upstairs. I don't oh. know what's going on here. Yeah. And what they realize is that Bruce Goddard is the common person who covered up all this abuse across yep. all these generations. We meet Larissa Newman. Mm-hmm. Aaron also abused her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a deacon walked in while she was being molested. And probably he turned told, around and walked out. He told John Jenkins, who did nothing. Oh, he did tell somebody. Okay, yeah. I forgot but that through part. The, but through the Facebook group, they realized that John Jenkins is the common denominator in their, like, there's a right. couple of these big pastors. Full disclosure, I only watched the first two episodes once because okay. I literally could not watch them again. It's okay. That, that's yeah. why yeah. That's why when we were talking about this and we were talking about how to do the notes, I'm like, I'm not going to make you watch this again. Yeah, it's I'll, tough. It's, it's tough. tough. Mm-hmm. And so this Facebook group becomes what's called the blind eye movement. Which I love. I love, I love too. Mm-hmm. And these folks went to confront John Jenkins and nothing, of course, happens. More and more people start coming mm-hmm. out. Shortly, he moves away. Yes. And... They uh, tried to form a church or that that they, oh, they tried to inform a church that he was rumored being sent to. Like they thought he was going right, to he South was Carolina. Going somewhere in the South, right. Yes. South Carolina. Yes. So they start doing all this stuff online. They do like reviews of the church he's coming from saying yeah. all this, like they're trying to do everything they can to warn these people. Yeah. And eventually like they, the way they say it, they found a way around the statute of limitations, but I think the laws changed mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. against Paul Fox, the DA was going to press charges and Kathy says she finally felt worthy of justice. Yeah. Wow. And he pleads to guilty to two felonies. Kathy says she'll go to the sentencing and that's where we end part one and episodes one and two. Okay. And that's going to end part one of yes, our coverage. Cause we're going to split this into two. Yep. We're going to split this into two. So guys, if you're interested in hearing the, what I call the justice arc. Yeah. Stay tuned for our next episode. I'll drop them at the same time. So just scoot okay. over to episode two and listen there. Okay, Amanda, thank you. And I'll see you again soon. Take care, everyone.